Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we are going through in our own lives. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment or a rating. We love hearing from you guys. It literally makes our day. So follow us on TikTok too at Teach Me How to Adult and Instagram at Teach Me How to Adult Media and slide into our DMs. Literally, we we love it. Please validate us. <laughs> validate our feelings and our experiences. Yeah, we need you. <laughs> And a lot of you asked us how our very own Jill has been able to travel so much because if you haven't seen her Instagram, it's insane. I get a lot of questions about this. <laughs> yes. Some life judgy, is amazing. Some like, do you just not work? <laughs> or some like genuine like, how do you work while traveling? Which, fair enough. It's a good question. Well, for the genuine question askers out there, today we are going to dive into that and we are going to find out what it's like to be a digital nomad, aka anyone who has an online job or remote job and loves to travel the world. Yes. So, Miss Jill, let's get into it because with everyone working from home, I feel like now more than ever, there's never been a better time to travel the world. It's true. Well, and I feel like digital nomads used to be this kind of like icky word that everyone rolled their eyes at, to be honest. And it was just like, okay, well, only influencers get to do that. That's not for people yeah. with jobs that require laptops and emails and bosses. And with workcations, workcations, that's a hard word, with workcations on the rise, <laughs> um, which a lot of people are doing now, like if you only get two or three weeks vacation time and you're like, working from home generally fuck it you can just take a vacation where you continue to work and go travel somewhere and so true a new a new survey from kayak.com found that 31 percent of ontarians are planning on taking a workcation this year so that's oh. that's a third of us doing this it's a thing that's, it's on the I'm rise i'm so jealous but no you're right like the, why not if you're if you're limited in vacation you totally should go work out of somewhere new even if it's within your own country but we'll get into where to go because that is going to be my first question how do you decide where to go when you travel and work at the same time i mean usually it's just me looking at my list of where i want to go and seeing the time of year and like what the weather is like and what the prices are like and what the flights are like i'm a very last minute traveler so um i'm not the best in terms of planning like six to nine months in advance so it's usually like where can i afford to go and where has good weather right now but there's some basic elements if you're planning on working while you travel there are logistics like i'm not going to be staying at the, the pyramids of Egypt while like doing daily check-in calls <laughs> with managers. So you do, I, I do tend Wi-Fi to- Wi-Fi might not be too good there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Although I did have Wi-Fi in the fucking Sahara Desert in Morocco and running water in my really? tent. It was insane. Insane. In your tent? In my tent. I had a shower in my tent. Glamping. Okay. That's glamping. No, that is glamping. it was glamping. Yeah. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. I could literally work remote there. They also had a Selena there. And if you guys haven't heard of Selena, it's this cool um, kind of like hostel hotel workspace hybrid. And they have locations all around the world. And they basically created them Ooh. for digital nomads. So you can be like in a traditional dorm staying somewhere for like 20 bucks a night. Or you can be in really, really cool rooms for like 120, 150 bucks a night. 
And the point is they've created these like office share spaces. So you have all these young people going there and working like printers, Wi-Fi, anything you could need, meeting rooms. And they have all this like programming. So like 5 p.m. yoga and happy hour and all of these different things to. What? Yeah. So So look for wherever you're going, look for places like that. And this place specifically is called Selena. They had one in the Sahara Desert. And I was like, no way. This is so cool. But the short answer is you want to make sure that wherever you're going is feasible to have cell service to have wi-fi yeah usually going to a city center is is a good call because you know you're gonna have like accessibility to workspaces to wi-fi all of those things so if you want to go to peru i don't know what the work situation is going to be in machu picchu but certainly in lima you're going to be fine so you might want to leave like the adventuring and the kind of more outdoorsy nature things for the weekends when you're traveling Mm -hmm. and try to stay more uh, city focused. But if you guys also are super interested in just travel in general or traveling alone, listen back to our asking for a friend where Jill dives into how to travel solo. It's so good because you give such good travel tips and that's that will complement this one very nicely. But question for you, how do you deal with your workplace if you're planning on traveling, like what do you say to your boss to yeah. let them know? Yeah, yeah. This do you is, let them know? Yeah. Well, exactly. This is an important one. I feel like that was a hot topic during COVID because it was kind of like if you're not allowed to be in the office and we have to be home, then what defines home? Like what is work from home and who has a right to know where you are? Yeah. I worked for, I'm not going to lie for anyone listening who didn't know this, sorry, but I was in Florida for so much of COVID working from a house that was not my own and just like pretending that the sun wasn't beating down at me at all times while everyone shriveled up and slowly died in Toronto. I know. I w- my, At an old company I worked for, I wasn't allowed to work not from my house when we were stuck in quarantine and I was like this doesn't make any fucking sense no that's ridiculous I hate that arbitrary bullshit so there you go (laughs) bye bye but I think when it does come into play is obviously if if your workplace requires some like in-person touch points if you have like one day a week come into the office or if you do if you work on like photo shoots or anything like that or if you're gonna have to change you know, the way that you do calls because of different time zones and you definitely need to have a conversation. In general, I think if you present a plan, you have nothing to hide because there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. And then if you're a freelancer or you work, you know, on project base or contract, you're going to want to let your clients know that you're going to be out of town. You don't need to say traveling or on a vacation, just out of town, I think is, is totally fine. Yeah. And just present a plan. So you want to make sure everyone feels comfortable. There's no red flags. Um, Give advance notice mm-hmm. and set clear expectations of if there are going to be any changes or if your day-to-day work with them is going to be affected and what your plan is. So if there's a crazy different time zone, which is difficult, I would advise not. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What do you do about time yeah. zones? With time zones, I, if you're working a nine to five, I would be careful because you're going to have a shit trip if you have to like sign on to calls at 4 a.m. or if you have to like work till 11 p.m. That's not ideal. Yeah. If you're working totally freelance and managing your own hours, then I would say there's a lot more flexibility. You know, yeah. you're not reporting to someone at certain times. You can be more flexible with when you choose to, to log on and off. But if you are taking your nine to five abroad, I would try to stay within like three hours in terms of time zones. Yeah. I think that's like a a safe bet. I was in England, Scotland, and Ireland last year while I was working uh, a nine to five. And I spoke to my managers in advance. I let them know. 
they weren't, I think, super jazzed that I was going to be going away for a month and traveling um, right. after I had just gotten a promotion. But <laughs> I just framed it as... But like, maybe you know, that's the best time to ask, honestly. Like, maybe exactly. it's the best you guys, time. <laughs> you guys love me? Perfect. I will be traveling Bye. indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I did just go to them with a plan and, and be like, listen, this isn't going to affect your life. We really don't meet much in person anyways. Yeah. Um, this is mostly a remote job. And because there was a significant time difference from England to, to here. So there was like five or six hours everywhere that I was. I just gave them the hours that I would be online to make sure they were comfortable with that. So I was like starting at 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern time because that would be like 12 p.m. till math. Math, I don't whatever. Know. Just, it just this, whatever, <laughs> fuck it. But I would basically just give them like five or six hours of overlap every day where I was like, we're all going to be awake. It's an appropriate time here for all of us. Can we try to ensure all of our calls and meetings are in this period, I will be responsive. Here's my plan. Here's what I'll be doing every day. And then every day I would give them a bulleted update of what I had accomplished that day. Because oh, I think so obviously smart. like most bosses, they were like, you're just going to be fucking off and traveling. And I really did, I think, a good job of balancing traveling and working while abroad. So would give them a bit of a rundown of what I'd accomplished every day, what my plan was the next day. Um, we'd have, you know, weekly touch points on and calls of what our priorities were and everything kept going and everything was fine. So I really think if you just have a plan and you're going to go out of your way to make sure you're not inconveniencing the rest of your team, like mm -hmm. you can't be like, sorry guys, that's prime beach time. I won't oh be my able God. to make <laughs> the call <laughs> you do not do that and then yeah with your clients I would just keep it really profesh and pretty high level and and just say that you'll be traveling abroad you'd like to shift your daily meetings by two hours it won't affect the workflow all deadlines will be met etc yeah I think we were laughing about asking to travel right after you got promoted but I think that brings up a great point you kind of need to make sure that you're already like performing well in your job yeah. because the likelihood yeah. of your boss allowing you I don't even know if they can legally tell you where you can and cannot work but the likelihood yeah. of them not being super stoked probably depends on your performance so good on you for also keeping them updated at the end of every day like it probably just yeah. helped calm your nerves too because I would be worried that they were like anxious and like wondering if I was literally on the beach while working so I think that's really smart yeah I I found it really really helpful and you just you want to appease them and yourself and show them that you're working hard oftentimes when you're given an opportunity or like a privilege like that and they trust you you go above and beyond to yeah. just prove to them it's like when everyone was like oh no one can work from home they won't be productive and then everyone got 10 times the amount done yeah versus when they were in the office <laughs> just knew? to be like uh yes we can so yeah, it's totally possible and hopefully we in 2023 have flexible, reasonable teams. Trusting bosses. I love that. And then when you are sitting down to work, where do you like to work when you travel? So you mentioned Selena as an option. Yeah. I love making the most of the whole digital nomad lifestyle by like experiencing the city or the desti destination I'm in while I work. When I was in London, for example, I'm going to go to different parts of the city every day and find the best cafes. I researched it all in advance. Or I'd go to the Hoxton, which was like a really, really cool co-working hotel space. And working in hotels is also a great hot tip because they always have like beautiful lobbies, lots of people from around the world, definite free Wi-Fi, food, coffee, all of it. It's usually probably quieter too, right? Hotels? Than yeah. Like yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, yeah, cafes can be really competitive. Like you got to get there early and that is not my jam. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. hotels, co-working spaces, also like certain co-working spaces, you have to pay a daily fee to be there. Whereas a hotel, 
fucking roll up and sit in their fancy lobby and get their free Wi-Fi and order a coffee, you're golden. Clock strikes 12, you get your... Uh, your Aperol spritz in hand and you're you're oh rolling. God, I want to go. Let's go plan a work trip It was together. a really, it was such a good life. I honestly was, was absolutely thriving. I mean, it's also important to get a place when you're traveling and working that is feasible to work out of. So I would always make sure if I was in an Airbnb or even a hotel that there was a designated desk area. Bonus points if it's like an actual office, but if you're in a hotel, there just needs to be a desk and a chair because there will be maybe important meetings that you need quiet for. And on those days, I would not go out to a cafe or a restaurant or somewhere where I had no control over the environment. If I'm presenting something, I am in my hotel or Airbnb taking that meeting, making sure I'm getting shit done in a quiet space. So if you're worried about reliable internet, you can ask the Airbnbs or the people that you're staying with for a report on their Wi-Fi and they can send you like... Oh, a speed report. A speed test yeah. on what the, the network is because Smart. the worst thing in the world is for them to be like, yes, we have Wi-Fi. And you get there and you're like, "I literally, it's taking me 10 minutes to just open Gmail. <laughs> so yeah, you can also download a bunch of work in advance if you're worried about going to a coffee shop and like having issues with internet. I would always just have everything on the cloud and then download a bunch of files that I wanted to work on that day and Smart. just as a backup in case you have connectivity issues. Okay, the biggest question people were asking is, how do you budget for this? Because it's not like you're on vacation, so you're not not making money, but do you like save yep. up for a little bit in advance so that you can still have extra spending money than you would if you were just, you know, chilling and working at home from Toronto? What is your like budget process? I don't do, if I'm working while traveling, I don't do a whole lot of special budgeting versus a vacation when I'm like, I'm not making money on this at all. Right. But since I'm bringing in money essentially every day that that I'm away, um, I'm not too concerned about a strict budget. I think there's lots of smart ways to do it if you are on a budget and you're kind of just worried about like paying for things while abroad and also paying for things at home. You can obviously... Airbnb your place out while you're gone. You can rent out your car while you're abroad. There's an amazing new app that I just joined called Kindred. And it's basically like that movie that I love so much, The Holiday, where you can house swap around the world. What? So you can cut your costs so much by having people stay in your house and you're staying in houses all around the world and basically only play- paying for like the cleaning fees. So your over like your costs are so, so, so low. So it's just a, a great way to travel and spend very, very minimal money and to like cook at home because you're staying at a house like versus at a hotel where you have to go out for every meal. Yeah. So it's a way to really live somewhere versus you know, just being a tourist somewhere and staying in a hotel. I love that. So that is a hot tip that I'm very excited to try. And then you can also do like pet sitting. Um, I forget, there's a trustedhousesitters.com or something like that where you can stay basically at these mansions all around the world because people need you to like look after their parrot or their Persian cat, <laughs> if you're me. And <laughs> And then, yeah, your expenses are absolutely nothing essentially because you just pay to eat and maybe take a few cabs and get your flight and then you stay somewhere for free and, and hang out with like an animal feed a cat <laughs> if you're going to take care of a dog it's going to be a lot more obviously of an of a commitment that's so cool i had no idea that was a thing i feel like the world is just making it so much easier for us to 
not be home. <laughs> I love it. Fuck being home. Fuck being home. But also, even though we're not like all trying to be influencers, and I'd love to demystify the idea that only influencers can like travel the world and work because it's not true. But another thing you can do to keep costs down and to get paid to travel is to reach out to hotels and Airbnbs and offer to create content for them. If you are half decent with Instagram, with taking photos, with taking videos, you can get free stays or even paid to create content for people. And you don't need to put it on your, like it's user-generated content. You don't need to put it on your channels because if you're embarrassed to do that or you have no following, doesn't matter. You show them a portfolio of, I'm great at capturing content. Doesn't matter what my following is. I'll just give this content to you to use on your channels. And then you can stay in all sorts of places. So that is also high on my list of things to do to get paid to travel and to just not have to pay for things. Brilliant. I love it. Is there anything else that people need to keep in mind? Like, are there limits for how long you can work somewhere before, I don't know, the Canadian government is like, yo, where are you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are. I am not an expert on this. I would recommend Googling it. However, there every country has different laws. I mean, in Canada, you need to spend like minimum six months in the country to continue to have like your health insurance. Like, for example, if I left mm. Ontario for seven months, I wouldn't have eligibility for OHIP coverage. So you need to spend half the year here. There's also obvious tax implications. I know in a lot of countries in Europe, um, without a specific visa, you would have to pay double taxes, taxes at home and taxes where you're visiting right. if you spend more than half a year. So definitely look into that. Look into what the different visas are. If you're self-employed or you're just working for someone in your country of origin while you travel, I would recommend really not telling people at the border that you are working while you're traveling because you're you're not there to work and to take jobs from people in the country you're going to. Right. And so you can raise a lot of issues that don't need to be raised if you say oh yeah no I'm just traveling and working then people are going to start asking questions if you're just doing what you do at home but you're doing it from a hotel in Goa then Goa do it and do not tell them (laughs) nice (laughs) wow I wow that was a dad dad. joke yeah I'm a dad (laughs) no but you're right because I I drove to Seattle two weeks ago or last week for literally 48 hours to meet with my boss who lives there and at the border I was interrogated as if I was like someone bad coming in yeah. into the US. Yeah. Like it was intense. And I was like, I'm just it's going really for intense. A meeting. It was it was intense. I know. So you're right. Yeah. So be careful. Be careful with what you bring up at borders. I think if you're just going on a work vacation, just say you're going on a fucking vacation. Just don't yeah. save yourself the, the headache. Unless your work is sending you there on official work business. That's a different story and that's not for this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, don't come for me. I'm scared. Um <laughs> But also look at places like I think Bahamas um, and a few other tropical locales were offering these easy to get visas for to bring more tourists in a permanent way. So they were basically letting people come for a year, not have to pay taxes, even in some cases, like set them up with accommodations and encourage people to come and do their remote jobs in their country and listen if you're part of the commonwealth and you're under like 31 or 33 you can fucking go to most countries in the commonwealth and get a working visa in the snap of a finger so do it while you have your youth that was my lifelong plan haven't done it yet (laughs) watch this space (laughs) you've got got like 10 seconds (laughs) six months (laughs) 
six months it's before true but man time. even yeah. even just try it for a week if you're really anxious about it I've got lots of friends who were like I need three monitors at all times or I can't do my job there's no way I could do this test it out for a week test it out for an extra long weekend where you go you have a little yeah trip to wine country or trip to California or, or something that feels safe and doable and see how your workflow goes get used to it just that change of scenery can really change your output at work change your mental health it can really 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 help you especially for people who yeah as I said earlier don't have a ton of vacation time it's important to be able to still get away so if you can make it work test it out in low stakes environments and then if you love it and you're like this is the best work-life balance I've ever had because man when I'm at home in Toronto living by myself sometimes it's like I don't see light of day It's like 10 p.m. And I'm like, I haven't moved. I have not because I I have no reason to stop working and to stop and to move. It's very depressing. But when I am abroad, I am. It is so exciting. I have a reason to stop working. I have things to do. Like, it's just it's I'm truly living my best balanced life when I am working abroad. And it's just really cool to have these pockets of travel and tourism that you can still experience throughout the day. All of a sudden, that 15 minute like coffee break that I take at home where I chug my triple shot espresso and gag and look into the abyss turns into like an amazing sightseeing walk and photos and inspiration and then back to work. And you'll find a a cadence that works for you. If you have a less rigid workspace or you're freelance, you can make your day anything you want. This has been so inspiring. I really, really, really liked your tip of practicing in like a low stakes spot before you like travel yeah super super far and change time zones I think that's so smart I don't know why Gabe and I haven't done that I love this thank you dude very inspiring yeah man I really hope everyone tries this it's the happiest I am generally is when I'm working and traveling you're like glowing when you're traveling this can be available to most people um and I just can't can't recommend it enough for your joy and happiness Hopefully this inspires some of you. DM Jill and let her know if you're going to be going anywhere. Yeah. Maybe I'll join you. See you there. Oh gosh, maybe she'll meet up with you. Fun. Teach me how to adult meet up in Dublin. Yes. Coming soon. I love it. So if any of you have any other burning questions for us and you want to get us in the hot seat, DM us or email us your questions at contact at teachmehowtoadult.ca and we will dive into them. We can't wait to hear from you. And if you've been toying with the idea of launching a podcast, but you're not sure where to start or how to grow it, make sure you check out our new consulting services at teachmehowtoadult.ca slash how to podcast. We can't wait to work with you. We're so excited to hear all of your podcast ideas and help you make them happen. Can't wait. See you next time. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.